Welcome to Mac and Blue, where we introduce you to who is building Arizona, bringing you the people and businesses that shape the landscape around us. From economic development and developers, underwriters and lenders, architects and engineers, to the very builders and suppliers that bring it all together. Now let's join our hosts, Robert Johnson and JJ Levensky, aka Mac and Blue. Welcome to Mac and Blue. I'm Robert Johnson, Vice President of Business Development with Tory Contracting. This guy, J.J. Levinsky, President of Blue Wave General Contracting. At least I'm the president of my own company this time, not the president of the, of the podcast. Oh, yes. That's what I started with last time. I said he was the president of Mac and Blue. Yeah, I, it was totally horrible last time. So. It's okay. You're still here. Yeah. We're, I'm still here. We're good. And we have We with have Chris us. Estrada. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for being with us, man. Chris is the owner of Extreme Drywall Concepts. Glad and to be here, guys. a friend and yeah. colleague of ours. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I've actually... Now, he's done work for you. Oh, yeah. I've been in his office. He and I did the same kind of thing. We still kind of do the same kind of thing, just in different areas. Um, but yeah, welcome. It's an honor, and uh, I'm super excited for this. Yeah. So, Chris, for the audience's sake, um, we'll dive into all the other stuff, but just tell us a little bit about your background and the awesome story about you and your wife starting Extreme. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a little bit about me. Uh, Born right here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a native. Oh, right? really? Yeah. You're one of the 20, what is it? What's the new percentage now? Yeah. The 23%? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. So born here, uh, rough childhood. And um, fast forward a little later, you know, I end up uh, getting married. Um, and 2009, you know, we're married, barely married, newly. newly uh, my wife's pregnant. There's no work. And, and we say, hey, let's start the company. No way. Yeah. So now, were you doing the work before? Were you were you a mechanic in the field? You were an installer. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was working in the field, managing large projects. Okay. Uh, was about ten years in when we started going our own, and uh, you know we were broke. There's nothing else to do. It was less and less hours, and we had about two dollars, and said, "Let's do it." That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> you know, fast forward, right? We're still here, right? Right. Yeah. So it's good stuff. So, yeah, because if you think about 2009, that was right at the height of the recession. Yeah, the right after everything kind of went south. Well, that's probably why work had slowed down for you was because of all of the the slowdowns, the lending that had gotten tightened up in construction lending for sure, right? So, Chris, when you started, did you start strictly as drywall metal stud or was it was it just commercial or were you doing residential back when you, when you started Extreme? Yeah, so, I mean, my background is strictly commercial um when we started like i said there was no work you know um people i knew right in the industry so i you know pm superintendents owners all these things they would all say hey chris once you start we're gonna have work for you we're gonna give you all this work right right and when it was time to start there was no work to give right right these people didn't even have positions anymore right you know, the guy who was a PM is now the laborer or something. Or, or laid off. <laughs> yeah, or laid off. So there was no pool. So I'm calling all these people and they're and saying, hey, I got the license finally. Are we ready? And they're like, Chris, I don't work there no more. I've been out of work for four months. Right. Or, you know, and so everyone I called, there was no opportunity. So how did you... <laughs> so during those first few years then, how'd you, how'd you make it? How, what did you do? Yeah, so... Um, 
going back to your question, the first question tying into this is uh, Craigslist. Like, you know, we go on Craigslist, we're broke, go on Craigslist, we're buying and selling stuff just to survive. Anything. Uh, washer, dryer, refrigerator, and I was posting ads to do drywall. Fixing them and flipping them. Yeah, yeah. And then, I w- but I, I was trying to get drywall projects mm-hmm. during this process, right? So, you know, I would post an ad, hey, we'll build your drywall thing or whatever. And, and, uh, we started getting little, little bites. And, uh, our, our first project was an entertainment center. And then our second project was an entertainment center. There were metal stud framed entertainment centers. You know, they were, they were kind of on their way out at that time, but people were still building them. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a $700 job and it was a dream. <laughs> you know, when you're broke and like 700 bucks is like a million. Yep. Oh, it's so funny. I go back to those days. Yeah, no joke. Okay, so from the little stuff, from 700, the first real project for you. Yeah, what was the breakthrough? In? I'd say a breakthrough was, um, you know, it was with a contractor, um, a local contractor. and Still I, in business? They're still in business, okay. yeah. Yo, kudos to them who's ever listening. Yeah, yeah exactly. they're still in business. And I went to a networking event, and I – met the gentleman and i said i didn't know who they were you know because i'm you know, young in, in the industry and i gave him a cd i had made the cd and the cd had basically like a, a powerpoint of projects i've completed but not on my own exactly but, we've all done but, it yeah, yeah. okay Stuff you've shameless, shameless self-promotion yeah, yeah. right it was yeah. for someone else but i did them right and so i said hey uh my name is chris estrada i'm the best drywall guy in town give me a shot right and he he called me like three weeks later and he's like, no one ever came up to me um, with a CD, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he gave us our shot. And, you know, he uh, right off the bat, we started getting some decent jobs. And, you know, a couple of them, one was an aquatic center. Hmm. TI stuff? Um, no, they were like ground up oh. stuff. Uh, one was an aquatic center. And uh, if I'm right, it was about a $90,000 job. Yeah. Great and then job. Um, uh, it was cool, you know. Uh, wave looking uh, parapet soffits and stuff and then uh, another one was a three-story mental health facility and so that was a cool one you know and i was probably like three hundred thousand too low right uh but it was like 180 grand and i was on cloud nine because now it's like okay oh now you're making bank well, um, well like, yeah no you're in the big boy game yeah, now. yeah, yeah. well and because it's when when you're running projects you guys know this and i learned this running in the field is the smaller jobs are tighter. You can't make a mistake. Correct. Right. Once you get to the larger project, you have a little more leeway. And so I, I knew that early on. So as soon as I could get my hands on something, you know, that was kind of, you know, had some meat to it, I knew I could run with this and build off of it and, you know, start buying some tools and different things and stuff like that. Okay. So that's what I want to ask. So because I've been through this, um, you, you're starting out. You've got your little $700 entertainment centers. How did you get and acquire your 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 vendors, your your drywall? You know, how could you go out and buy the tools, enough tools for your men? How did they? How how did the industry respond? How did those people respond to you trying to get those accounts with them? It was challenging. Um, you know, like I have a different background than a lot of people, so people looked at me differently. Um, I had rough credit. I was just, <laughs> yeah. I was rebuilding I'm my credit. You, I've you know? been there. I've had yeah. those conversations. Yeah. I mean, at that time, I was 28, 29. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I'm I'm begging for mercy, like, from some of these vendors. Most of them wouldn't help me. You mm-hmm. know, um, 
a few did, and they would give me little bits and little pieces, and I would just earn their respect. You know, if I said, hey, give this to me for 30 days, I'll be here, you know, on, you know, the first of the month, I was there, you right. know. You, you kept your promise. I kept yeah. my word yeah. all the way through it, and, and if for some reason I couldn't, I was upfront about it. You know, hey, this happened. These guys are jacking me around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need 15 more days. You know, I was up front, you know. Um, and so little by little, people would trust us. Yeah. You know. You built that street cred. Um, yeah. And you, it was still hard because we had, you know, I think the first big company uh, vendor to give us credit was Hilti. Um, and I tried to go back to some of the vendors that we were working with when I was working for a company, right? Mm-hmm. And I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyways, is I was blocked, so my old boss yeah. basically told the vendor, hey, don't sell to Chris. Yeah, he's he's now starting his own. Yeah, he's the competition. competition. Yeah. He's a competition, yeah. right? That, that's happened yeah. to just about everyone that yeah. goes out on yeah, their own, Yeah, it's right? crazy. And so I was literally, like, one company literally would not sell me. You know, it took years, right? Yeah. And so it's okay, though. Um, but I, th- I think, like, you know, when you do the right thing, like, it'll fall into place. Yeah. And, yeah. and little by little, it fell into place. And, you know, it was hard. <laughs> but but it's when you you sit back on this side now and look back at it. Those were really good times, huh? I mean, when you really think about doing the stuff and building it with your own hands and being in the middle of it, um, yeah, it was tough. But you look back on some of that stuff with fondness. You've got to. Yeah, it, it's like you know. So when you think about these things, it's a blessing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. man, this is amazing. You know, you you're building something from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. You start seeing just like develop and grow and you're learning, right? You're getting beat up a little bit. You're getting smacked around a little bit. I'm getting some gray hairs and, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. you, and, and you get challenged all the way, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting challenged from GCs. I'm getting challenged from other drywall uh, installer, mm-hmm. you know, drywall companies, from vendors. I'm getting challenged from people around me as I'm starting saying, why are you doing this? Employees. What, everything, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, construction, it's, it looks cool now, right? People are trying to get people into the field. But, you know, my first 10, 15 years, it's like it, it was frowned, it's frowned upon, mm-hmm. you know? It was cool in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the late 90s, early 2000s, like, eh, who wants to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And so people were frowning upon, especially as we started the company, close people, you know, what are you doing? Why are you starting a company? Go do this. Go do that. And, and you know, I'm like, hey, this is what I know. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I'm gonna do, you know. Um, but we just we kept plugging away. We keep plugging away, and we get to look at the fruits of the labor. Yeah, yeah. no joke. Well that's, said. That's what? Um, when did you start the your painting division or your painting company? Yeah, so we started the painting company, the painting division, Extreme Painting. I would say uh, about four and a half, five years ago now. Okay. Um, it was something we were we were already doing it on a small level. You know, we would get into some of these projects. We, we're a minority firm. Um, so we would get into the airport or the hospitals, um, some of these uh, city municipality type projects, and we would paint small rooms. Okay, you know, a five hundred dollar paint job, eight hundred dollar paint job. We were doing them already, and you know, I just said, "Hey, let's just scale this." You know, so uh, we said, "Okay, we'll launch Extreme Painting as a DBA," and I went and bought two vans, logoed them up, you know, put some wraps on them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Bought a couple of pumps and just went. We went and got a big job. Probably shouldn't have, but that's how we learned. We just I jumped right in. Yeah, I said if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. You know, let's just get let's just get all this over with right now. Learn it really really fast. 
and and run with it. Now, have you seen? Well, full disclosure, you know, me as Blue Wave, we've hired you numerous times for both, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, can't say enough good things about you and your 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 team. But um, did you find that a lot of the GCs followed suit too and gave you that chance when you asked? Yeah, yeah. So um, they did. They, with smaller projects, okay. um, like earn earn the right, and then we'll keep. It, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give it to you, Chris. We'll, but you gotta you gotta come. You gotta show up. You gotta show up, and you gotta show out, and you gotta show off. Right? <laughs> Make us look good. Yeah. And, and so little by little, and we made mistakes. You know, we'd hire a foreman, and he screwed up. You know, or or missed tints, or you know, all kinds of things. I learned. You know, the wrong paints, and there's so, what paint is so much to it. People think it's so easy, but there's a lot to it. You know, there's a lot of different types of coatings, industrial coatings and sheens and, you know, and so you can screw it up really quick, you know. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in the audience would want to know then, well, hey, Chris, you know, you, you're doing all the metal stud, drywall, things of that nature, and then you go into painting. Do you get asked to go into other uh, things in the finished trade? Like, are, are people asking you an extreme to now go do other things, like maybe suspended ceilings or other th- things? Are, are you being asked to do those things? Yeah. I mean, we're constantly asked to do – I mean, they'll, they'll have us do electrical if they could. <laughs> yeah, no joke. You know? Extreme yeah. electrical. You know, no, serious, because yeah. we have the manpower, and when you're on a project and, the, you know, the, the, the trades are not showing up, and we're there, and they're like, hey. They start asking, well, what can you actually do? Can you right. do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? But we, we try to tie in what we're good at. You know, um, I tell everyone from walls to ceilings, um, you know, so we'll frame it. We can do light demo. We'll do the light. They'll ask, can you demo a TI? Yeah. A, a decent size TI. We don't do anything small anymore. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go in. And if it is a smaller project, it's better to add more scope. Right. So it builds up the value. Sure, right. Sure. And so say it's some light demo. That means demo all the walls, all the ceilings. Boom. Build the walls. Put the insulation. You know, uh, tape texture. Install the door frames. Um, paint it. Put some grid in. We'll do all that. Mm. Um, you Typical know. division nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but our bread and butter is going to be the metal stud framing, drywall, and now the painting. Got you it. Now I know. I mean, I've gotten to know you, and and you're a heck of a family man. And so when you, you know, you and your wife first started this, um, what you know, if you don't mind sharing, like. I know how much family and even faith means to you. How have you then brought your family into the business? Because like every time I've been with you, you're, it feels like, hey, it's the Estrada residence. who's just relocated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, be humble and let us know a little bit about that. You know what? Like, well, I'm super blessed. I, I am a Christian. You know, um, I do cuss. <laughs> we, we're in construction. Right. Uh, but like I, I tell everyone, get your family involved, especially owners. Because there, there, there becomes a void there if you don't. Right. Right. Even if they fall away from the business or from what you're doing, they're there. They see when they're involved, you know. And so, um, you know, right now my son is 20. He works for the company. He just went to part time. He's he's got a shoe business now, so he's he's doing really well. So he's like, no, I mean, wait, a shoe business? Yeah. How did he get into that from doing drywall? He didn't. He didn't do drywall. Oh, okay. So he's watched his dad do all this hard work, right? Yeah, and just like my son, he's like, I don't think I want yeah, to do that. And I didn't make them, you know. Um. So he he got in. Uh, he started selling, buying and selling shoes, high end shoes, mm. and he's been working for the company. And and I told him, listen. When the income from the shoe business starts passing the income from the company, then you can start looking at these things, mm. and and so it has, hmm. and so Very he's good. pulling away, which and I'll support him, right? Because yeah, he's, he's yeah, but he still works for the company, yeah, 
And uh, my my oldest daughter, she's 19. She goes to ASU. She's in a business program, the uh, 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 WP Carey business program, uh, full-time and full-time at the office. You know, so she does, like, uh, uh, receivables, payables, data entry, all that stuff with the accounting. Um, I have a 17-year-old daughter that's getting ready to go to Grand Canyon University. She works probably part-time, you know, a few hours, a lot less than the, the other two. Um, but even my 13-year-old daughter, whenever she has a school break or something, she's coming in the office and she's, you know, filing, sending emails, uh, you know, stuff like that. And it, it's, it, it's a bond, you know, it creates this bond where um, you, you don't lose your family because it's easy to lose the family. You know, one gets married, they're off and they're, off, you know. Right. And it's the same thing with, with our church. We're all working at the church. Um, so it, it keeps us close and it keeps us tight. I know they got my back. Yeah. Right. And so, cause you know, you know how it is with employees. Uh, not all of them have your back. Some do, you want them to, but not all of them do, mm. you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's cool. So speaking of employees, Chris, how, how many employees are you up to now? <laughs> they don't say 300. Uh, uh, we're over 130 team Holy members. Cow. Yeah. It, it, you know, we can, we'll push up to 180 easily. Um, that's incredible. Yeah, good uh, for you. Right now, our payroll is probably one forty yeah. a week. It's insane. Yeah, and it's well, not. People have we're slow. No idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people have. No <laughs> we're idea slow. We're slow. We are. It's crazy. It's it's. I think this is the third year. It's been over a hundred grand a week. You know, it's it's it's. Um, I love it. It's crazy. You know, and it's not like, you know, like Google. You know, right. But it's 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 a large amount of. It's a large payroll, a weekly payroll to have to pay, um, but it's cool. So how do you, um, because this was the thing for me, I, I got to the place, maybe it's just I was lazy, but I got to the place, <laughs> I didn't like the responsibility that came with knowing that I have to keep those 130 people in, I've got to be, I've got to cover their check this week. Um does that does that weigh on you at, at, at any time, um, especially when you're thinking about when work starts slowing down a little bit, or it may be time for you to win another one? Um, how does that how does that affect you? It doesn't. Doesn't. Nah. Um, honestly, I, we're learning. I'm growing. I make mistakes, but I think I was born to do this. Not necessarily construction. Um, but I just think, business. Yeah. Um, like I thrive in it. I love it. I I learn it faster than anything else. Um, and it, it's, we're stewards, you know, and I understand that, you yeah. know, so yeah. I have a responsibility and I tell the, the guys, know they all know me, you know, even newer ones, there was ladies too. Um, it, we have a responsibility and I'm just doing my part. You know, that's all yeah. they do their part. I do my part. Yeah. Their part is to work and, you know, make those things happen in the field or in the office. My part is to make sure it all happens. Right. Tory Contracting, your full-service Division 9 contractor. Tory Contracting operates with a smaller, hands-on team. This cohesive structure results in superior workmanship and economical solutions. We deliver projects with unsurpassed commitment to quality and stewardship of budget. Tory Contracting, small enough to listen, big enough to deliver. Yeah. I was thinking, I was, you know, I, if you don't mind, I'll share a story. Mm -hmm. So, Chris, I don't know, maybe it was a couple of years ago, 
Chris and I were talking about work and I think it was something, I don't know if you just moved into your new office, maybe not, or remember I had, you finished up the upstairs, I think mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. He created a whole training center, mm-hmm. you know, took, yeah. did it organic, did it by himself. And I think you would ask me, Hey, would you be just a guest speaker to his team? So I came down there. It was kind of cool. Chris asked me a bunch of formal questions, but then um, I think we kind of went off tangent on a, on a bunch of just, you know, let's just talk like dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I say dudes, it, there's women in there as yep. well. But just be connected to his workforce or his team, as he was described, which is a great, great thing to call it a team. Mm-hmm. And one of your, one of the guys, just recently within the last few weeks, um, I re remet one of your guys, and I couldn't, I, you know, did I remember him? No, but he's like, hey, I remember when you came to the office and talked, and I just want to thank you because that was really no, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Stuff. And I said, well, <clears throat> as a testament to Chris, I said, well, you should thank Chris and his wife because. Had they not done that and introduced you to all these different things, back to your stewardship, that's what this is all about. You know, like Chris and his wife gave a platform at their place of employment mm-hmm. so people like me or whomever, whomever is willing to go in and share experiences with a, a, a team member and a team environment, think of all the, the benefits that that takes away. Mm-hmm. You learn good, bad, and indifferent, and then let them go away and make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, not to patronize you, Chris, but I, th- I think you're – I think you were born for it too, because I watch how you've grown your business, and I typically don't hear bad things about you behind your back, which is a good thing, right? And so, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot being said. Well, well no, no, it, no, 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 no. Because remember, this is America's smallest big town. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody knows everybody. And every, so you know, like especially you guys, yeah. I could sit here and go, all right, let's have a Division Nine talk just yeah, on you start talking about people that we both know. Well, yeah. we all and we all know them yeah. too, yeah. but it's like hold it when you have that respect for one another. You, you know, you, you know. I think back to another situation you and I had with um, it was nothing bad, but it was a situation where we had to. You know, I had to rely on Chris for a favor. It was that storm that one time, and it was like, <laughs> hey, you know, um, Chris, we had a so we you know we worked it out. We made a claim and we figured it out to where those guys helped us get. We had a microburst that basically wiped out half of our job. Yeah. You know, so, but he manned up and just, you know, was like, yes, we did it right. We did it financially right. But more so, we didn't have to fight. We just realized, hey, we got to find a solution. Yep. And he, and he stepped up and did it right away. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's like we, you know, I grew up bad. Like I said, I grew up really bad. Like, that's the truth, you know. And if I can teach people to do things right, it's like, why go to the bad? When you, yeah, you know, the good's so much better. Yeah, the good's so much better. Like I tell all these guys, like, why are you gonna sell drugs and lose everything? We can just start a little business and keep it all. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. You know, go get the knowledge and you know get the skill set and and you know it's yours. You know it's yours for the taking. Like, it doesn't make sense to do anything bad or or so. It's just how can we do it right? You know, um, how can we become better and keep learning? So now I want to switch for the and let the audience know that. Um, can I tell everyone that you're going to be starting your own podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, though, I want to get, I want you to share and open up a, a little bit about yourself because I think you and Robert are onto something. I know you both, um, you speak very well on your own personal platforms, you know, it's about mm-hmm. your personal mm-hmm. branding and kind of the holistic things you believe in. But again, Chris, for the audience's sake, what do you mind telling everyone what's what's prompted? I know it's a little bit of family, faith, and, and other things, but what is your message? Like, what are you trying to get out there for, for people to share in both in your podcasting and even like what you've been posting on LinkedIn a lot lately where you're taking your selfies, driving down the road, and talking about Which those topics? Which is a topics. new thing for you, isn't it? 
You mm. just kind of started to tell. Yeah. This is bored. So, so come on. Tell, 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 I'm driving. Yeah, come my on. wife says it's dangerous. My kids say it's dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. All I right. did, I did I'm pretty it for sure a while until I had to stop. All right. yeah. but, but, but again, tell, let us all know, like, what's prompting that? No, just just um, one is uh, awareness. Like, if number one, like, if you don't get in front of their faces, no one's going to know who you are. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, yeah, and so get in front of their faces. And we, I got a message. You know, it's 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 about me making the changes in my life and now I can teach others to do it right yeah. we I made the changes in my life I'm I've learned a lot of business principles I'm we're still growing my wife and myself we're doing all kinds of things in the business world and in in the ministry world um and and it's like how can we the problem right now is you have two different worlds here is business entrepreneurship and ministry mm-hmm. okay and one frowns on the other type thing. <laughs> and, you know, and, and if you're in ministry, they say, don't cuss. They get mad at me when I cuss. Right? I don't say nasty words, but I cuss. Yeah. And so. Sissy cussing. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, Beat me, like, not so much. I'm a full-blown cusser. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not a full-blown cusser. <laughs> I used to be. Um, how can we, you know, integrate and show people just a better way? Like, it's it's. It's about being leaders, a leader, learning those leadership principles, you know, and then saying, okay, well, you want more? Here's the, here's the path. Yeah. Right? Here's the path to more. Here's how I did it. Here's how this guy did it. Here's how you can do it. What are you good at? What do you like to do? You know, that's the whole thing with the whole goal of the uh, training center, the extreme mm-hmm. learning center, is uh, eventually where we can teach people how to become an entrepreneur, you know, and that doesn't mean like just start an LLC and say you're in business. <laughs> Because that's what a lot of people do. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, nine out of ten, and yeah. they go and, and they start a podcast, and they make a mess, and yeah. they do a ser- uh, social media site, and they're like, "Hey, I'm this big shot." Well, what yeah. do you really have, right? Right. And so we want to show them like, this is who we are. This is what we really have. And this is what it's really about, right? Yeah. And so if if we can pave the way for you know not only younger people but older people that don't know any better, mm. that's what it's about. It's like it's some people just don't have like the opportunity because of their environment. Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing? um, Because I haven't even seen this when you were talking about the extreme learning center. Have you done anything recently that's that you're very proud of with what you did with your team members in the learning center? Um, I mean, not, not nothing. Well, you know, know, but just like an example of, of how you're effectuating what you just told us. No, I mean, so things I do, right. So I text the team, probably twice a week, you know, something like the stuff I'm posting, I'm doing it for my team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I'm not doing it for, I'm like the notoriety or, or it comes to me and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And then let me teach like maybe a guy's going through this or struggling with that. And I'll send it to everyone. I, I think I got like a hundred people on my text message uh, list. So I'll send it to them. My team's on there, you know, the leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll post it. Right. Uh, you know, all these things. So it's, it's about, I'm looking for content to give back to my team. That's the probably the biggest thing I'm doing. You know, it's I can sit here and say me, 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 but I'm I'm trying to just bring it back. I'm bringing it back to the house, you know. Um, and then whoever's around gets the benefit from it. You know, so I tell people. So I okay. So I did. Um, I spoke at a church on Saturday. A guy they were doing a marketplace ministry. And it's a, like a business thing, right? A business success meeting at a church. And I talked about drafting. It's a NASCAR term, right? Right. And and um and basically drafting is is you have a, a 
say there's three cars, right? There's one, the one in the middle, and then the one in the end, right? And this is how they do a slingshot or something. Well, when they draft, though, there's an airstream that sucks them in. And the first car is taking the force. He's driving fast, and he's creating this airstream. And the second car is like he doesn't waste as much gas and, and energy because he's in that force. Birds do it in a V, right? They're in the force. There's a V. So I talked about this, and I said, listen, if I'm up front taking the force, you, you should get behind me, right? And just draft with me. I'm going to show you. You're, I'm going to pave the way. I'm going to show you what I know. It's going to be less force on you. You know what I mean? And so that's what I talked about. It's about if, if I have an opportunity to pave the way or if you're paving the way and I'm learning from you in a, a certain sector, right? You've already took the brunt, the blunt force. You're, I'm not going to take that same pressure. You know what I mean? So if we can get behind each other and just coast it and learn, grow, become better. Yeah, no, spot on. Yeah. It's, um, and, I, and I know that, um, at least for me, I found that, um, especially the LinkedIn social media stuff, if you try to talk about business only, it's crickets. Nobody, you don't, nobody follows, nobody comments, nobody, it, it just doesn't happen because it's a very, very, very small audience that, that is interested in what you do for a living. Um, however, if you jump out there and you start being personal, you start putting yourself out there, now it puts more of a focus on an individual. It just pulls more people in, and you have the ability to influence more. Mm -hmm. um, and in turn, it feeds right back into those making those people better, especially employees. I, I did the same thing. It's funny. I do something very similar, but with my family. So I'll the stuff that I post in the mornings, I'll post a group text to my family. I did that too. You know, just something uplifting and. You know, every once in a while, I'll drop something weird in there, just to make sure they're listening. Uh, Don, did you say something? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It'll be something real. Like once you get there, there you are. You know. Well, no, that and that's why I brought it up because I know you've been doing it for quite a while. Yeah. And then I noticed you recently started doing it. I was like, oh, good, Chris. You well, know, Chris has been doing it for a while. Chris, yeah. Chris has been. But I meant the more that no, you've always yeah, been doing it. You you've done a great job under the extreme moniker. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is now, mm -hmm. like with the the recent videos where you're yeah. you know, in the yeah. car and the kind yeah. of the self reflection thing, I'm like, oh, now Chris has crossed that next milestone in yeah kind of it's it's getting their faces you know um but i like we've been going to leadership events and stuff uh, probably 12 years now right. my wife and myself you know we go two times a year uh they're christian business leadership events um recently i i've got a mentor oh that i pay for uh is a big name um but so it's about growing it's about becoming better and teaching like the family everyone around you it's just whoever's around me like, and I'm not going to brag, you know, because there's people that do way better than me. But whoever's around me will learn and benefit from me. That's the bottom line because I want to become better. There's no way I'm going to drag you down, JJ. Yeah. Right? There's no way. I just, I'm just not that way. So you, you just, even if you don't learn anything from me, the fact that I'm not dragging you down and giving you a headache is a benefit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's no joke. Like, r r really? Wow. You know that what I mean? Well, I think we should... You better phrase that one. <laughs> yeah, dragging you down. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so 
contractor, real estate investor, you own your office that you're in. Yeah. Was that the first one that got, you that you I got two buildings. Two buildings. Um, our first building is down the street from that one. Um, it's oh, a, that's right. You told it's me a smaller that. building. Yeah. And then um, we have this one. Uh, I actually want to look at a, another property today. It's fifteen thousand square feet. Um, I mean, uh, I'm going to close on a quadplex. So I'm I'm trying to do bigger things. You Good know? for you. We'll, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Diversify a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny when I went down and saw him in his office for the first time. Uh, I didn't realize where he was at, and I pull up. Uh, we had done a job next door um, for the air conditioning people mm-hmm. and it, yeah he, his office used to be a city of phoenix substation some sub office or something mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that was very interesting i had no idea uh, oh yeah yeah you did work there or something right next door the, he, next, he, the next door yeah. with no yeah it was one of those things with no permit that that got busted on yeah it was interesting oh, you're, you're that guy no i wasn't but the guy i was working <laughs> for was yeah all right yeah. so let me let me challenge the two of okay. you so you guys can have true coffee talk Let's down. Do it. That is all right, Chris. What the the industry you guys are in, Division Nine? Yeah. What what are you doing specific to the changes in Division Nine for Extreme? Um, you know, like the challenges of either supply chain or prefab or whatever you know talk around those things how you've been forced to change your yeah, something and also throw in there what are you seeing with like material pricing and, and stuff that's happening in availability out yeah, there in the market yeah, yeah um so i'll answer his question first your question um so material metal is going down yeah yeah big time. um we're seeing increases in drywall materials um drywall is going up but metal's going, going down up. yep okay that's exactly what's happening uh we're seeing um delays on any kind of glass mat products so anything but fiberglass dense or glass the, yeah yep the, yeah. can't get it yeah it's very hard to get um so we're seeing those so it's like when you think you won and you went over one hill you know one hump it's like there's another one um so what, f- what are they ahead. saying that the that the reason for like your your dense glass and stuff what are they what are they telling you that i don't know if it's it's it don't even matter just supply but it's yeah thing. it's it's no the material shortage oh, uh, yeah. you, you got there's raw materials in there yeah um so it's you know everything can stem from the texas freeze or something and then covid and then yeah. government and it, there's always know. an excuse right well Chris? i mean i can take away this water and say there's no more water and charge you double <laughs> if you want it you know right. if you're dumb enough to pay for it you will right you know, and and sometimes we're forced to have to pay for stuff. Yeah. You know, um, what was your question, JJ? Oh, I was just saying on that. What are like, you doing? Because again, you yeah, guys are in the new. same business. Yeah, like, yeah. what are you being forced to do yeah. differently as the owner to to make up for these changes that are coming from the market? Not necessarily from us as the GCs, but you know, the developers are demanding it from us. Then we come to you and go, Chris. You know, like, hey, can you prefab this or can you? Instead of dense glass, can you use whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so we, we don't do a ton of prefab right now. Um, although they, they're, uh, the, the, those, uh, what's the company that you guys use? That, the machine? Frank Kid. Yeah, he, yeah. he just texted me yesterday. I think he wants to meet again. But um, so we do some small uh, prefab, soffits, um, smaller things. We're not doing full walls, Got you it. know, for skins yet. Um, we, I seen one of your posts where they were prefabbing some soffits or something yep. like that. Those guys, uh, we do stuff like that um, if we can, because sometimes the steel and all these things are all just not right, and it you know it 
it's almost impossible the to, structural steel yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you, you know like the the job we did with you is it had beams in between every wall it There's was no almost, way yeah. it was almost impossible to do your job we wanted to yeah. but it was you're waiting on this piece and waiting on that piece it was just almost impossible it would we would have had to put the steel into the wall ourselves right um so we're doing some of that. We're staying ahead on orders. You know, but I would say like with us is we're focusing on becoming a better company. Like I'm not focusing so much on what the industry is doing. I'm focusing more on what we're doing. And doing right? it better. Yeah. Yeah. Because where we like we're revamping our our policies, our our um where we're doing retooling all of our forms. Um we redid our our uh, our uh, all of our databases on our estimating software. So we're kind of retooling and saying, okay, how can we become better? Because then we can become more efficient. You know, so if I can become better and make less mistakes at offsets and all these other things, mm-hmm. right? If you're losing money on material and you're losing money on mistakes, you're screwed. So we got to start offsetting things with with excellence. Our you know our models taking excellence to the extreme, right? So it's about becoming better. And if we can teach our team to become better, right? In the office, what all you know, all the office work, then I can teach them to become better people. Now we're winning. Yeah, if, the building stuff's really the easiest thing that you do. It's the easiest yeah. thing to do. We'll figure it out. Like if you said, hey, Chris, I want you to build 32 panels. Okay. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll figure that maybe out. Maybe I can't, you know, squeeze out the studs off a roll former. You can still But I can still build the damn things. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you can but, still, yeah. but if you compare our ethics and our caliber of, of uh, principles compared to some of these other guys, then you'll say, well, there's a big difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's there's a, point. Th- this is a long-term game, right? I, I don't need to take it all right now. So, and I have to teach our team to be better. I, I, everything I teach, I tell them all the time, guys, the stuff you're going to learn here, take it home. I want you to become better at home. I want you to become a better husband, better father, you know, a better friend. Because if they can do that at home, they're going to be better at work, right? Yeah. And have you seen a result? I have. Yeah, especially lately. We made some changes. And, I mean, just in the last two months, I'm seeing huge changes. Really? Yeah, massive changes. We went through and revamped all kinds of things really, really fast. Um, and it's just like night and day. Huh. Mean, night and day. Yeah, I, I think that journey alone is what you know can inspire a lot of other business owners like yourself. It's hard. It's hard. Like, it's hard. Like, my wife always says, oh, you don't look at yourself. You know, it's hard to look at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because right? you don't like what you see. You don't want like, oh, I'm perfect. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. But um, we have to look at ourselves, right, and fix those things. Yeah. People hate change, too. It's. I it, mean, you, especially when you start trying to change systems and things. It takes forever to do it, people too. Hate you it. get a new software or something, no one wants to learn it. Everyone complains about it. And, and so we, like, we started some things last year. Um, we integrated the beginning of last year. We integrated iPads. We, then we integrated um, the management software and and the um, the um, uh, uh, time tracking software, facial recognition. We we did a lot of that stuff last year, and then now where I'm at is okay. We're changing up things. We're you know we bettered our policies. We hired um, Caesar to help yeah, us Caesar, uh, yeah. do our safety stuff, right? So we're revamping the safety, you know, and so. Um, but it's hard. But you have one thing I've learned about this whole thing of change is you just have to do it. Like, yeah, like the only way because I've been trying to do things for a few years and it wasn't getting done. And I finally said, okay, I'm just gonna do make a couple of big moves, and I'm gonna make everyone do it. And I'm gonna explain them why we're doing it. Then they're gonna start seeing it. Mm-hmm. Once they see it, they they feel it, right? 
And then they say, okay, this is real. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep. And then they start looking for the changes. Yeah. They start wanting a better. Oh, Chris, let's add this to the form. Chris, let's do this to our email. Chris, before we send this, let's do that. That they it, like it starts getting the wheels turning. Yeah. And and so like right now the team is like really firing Engaged. on a lot. Yeah. Because they're now they're thinking. We're thinking. It's not just me. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah. And and so all a lot of different of uh, the team members are just thinking, thinking like, how can we be better? Let's get this. Let's try this. Let's buy smaller this. Let's buy one of those. You know. There comes a time when dreams become a reality, when you see your vision materialize into a true work of art, and the only way to get there is to choose a general contractor who shares that same vision and knows how to bring it to life. At Blue Wave. We aren't so big that we've forgotten where we've come from, and we aren't so small that we can't care for your projects regardless of their size. When your vision deserves safety, perfection, timeliness, and expertise in order to become a reality, trust Blue Wave to get it done right the first time. Do you mind if, if you don't mind, if they're secret and proprietary, I, we fully respect this, but is there anything based on that, based on this momentum that you have, you know, think about other people listening to this podcast that want to be inspired back to you being a steward. Is there anything you can share that you, like maybe a change that you know you're going to implement in the next few months that you don't mind sharing with the, with the audience? You know, because you, and if you, if you, the answer is no, I respect that, Chris. But I'm just thinking, trying to, you know, if you've done such a good job of, of describing this, it would be nice to just give someone a nugget or even just go into the recent past and go, here's something that we did. Yeah, you know, you said the, of one of the yeah, what, so maybe take that iPad thing. What did that result? What happened? Yeah. Did you get better at estimating? Did you get better? What was the re- end result? Oh, so the iPad alone, um, you know, a lot of companies are going to it, some companies still aren't. At, I mean, I know some large companies that don't, don't have them. Mm-hmm. Um, the iPad alone has helped us engage with our field, like night and day. I can call, or my superintendent, my operation manager can call someone, a foreman on the, you know, in the field. They can be both looking at the same exact thing at the same exact time, you know, and and communicate, right? It it creates a level of communication. Everything's about communication, mm-hmm. right? And so the more we can communicate with the field, with you guys, with within our really within ourselves first. I think that's key. Yeah. Every every company's got to communicate within themselves. And so the iPad was was for us, it was a game changer. Some people were already doing it, right? For us, it was huge. Okay. You know, because it took us to the next level. Now we're competing, you know, with bigger companies. So what are they doing that we aren't doing? Okay. Why are they doing it? You know, not just because they're doing it, but why are they doing it? I think that's the key. And not only that is, are you ready to do it? Right. Because we bought, um, I think probably four years ago, I paid for a software, never used it. Yeah. Thousands of that dollars. So often. Every, everybody. But, but everyone's been through that yeah. cycle of life. Yeah. Never, we weren't ready for it. We yeah. didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Nobody wanted to do it. We, weren't, we just weren't ready for it. And this time around, I said, okay, I think we're ready for it, but let's force it on us. And then you know, and but now, it has to start at the top, though, well, with yeah. a commitment with you. Yeah, and and are, am I willing to buy thirty iPads, pay AT and T whatever yeah. per month? Our, I mean, our our cell bill is like 
thousands of dollars a month. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, you know, right? Um, but, but it, it's what it is. It's what we need. It's what we need. Uh, we need to do. Um, but like that, that was a huge thing. Um, you know, like I think uh, we uh, one, a, a a cool thing we did maybe two years ago as well is um, our tracking system for our tools and our our materials. I think I showed you. Um, we have a tracking. We track uh, barcode scan. Everything, anything that's in our office that goes in and out of the office is scanned, right? So I know if I give JJ uh, two scaffolds, beep, beep, JJ's got two scaffolds, JJ. You better have them back. You better have them back, right? I know where they're at. The value of the scaffold is in there. So now we know the value of the asset we have and where it's at, you know? So that is is crucial. Uh, A lot of companies... Big companies do not do that. No, and lose tools all the time. Uh, I'm they wanna, just write it off. <laughs> no, it's retarded, right? <laughs> How we, many scaffolds do you buy a year? Until you start something like that, you just go at the beginning. Yeah. Of, you just buy a bunch of scaffolds, yeah. and you might have half of them yeah, at the end I know of the year. a lot of companies that just, like, chuck stuff. They don't yeah. care, and I care, Yeah. right? Because the reason why I care is because I want our team to care. Yeah. You know, if I if if no one's going to care, okay, we get rid of it. It leaves whatever, disappears, the shrink factor, whatever. I care. So I'm teaching the guys to care, right? So that they're watching out for my best interest. Yeah. So when we do hire that thief, they're like, hey. Because it's going to happen. It happens a lot, yep. right? But it doesn't happen that much with us. Good. Like God honest truth. But the, well, because the word's out on the street. Well, yep. they know that we're tracking it. Yeah. Like bottom line, they know like everything's barcoded. It's to a foreman. It's to a job site. And if it's to the foreman, it, there's no way he wants it stolen. It's not like it's a fight, like you need to pay me or these things. Right. But it's a principle. They know if I trusted them, they don't, they don't want to burn that trust. You know. So it's it's so they're gonna do what they need to do to protect that. Yeah. So have these changes and systems that you've done, have they allowed you to go into different markets now? Have you been invited to uh, like I, you know, I, we don't need to mention names here, but I. I know who you work for, and I've noticed that it seems like you're getting bigger and bigger jobs. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it has um, because we're we're prepared for it. Mm. We've prepared for it, you know. And they see it; they know that you're ready for it. Well, yeah. I mean, or if if just you know, right now we're working with bigger customers, um, and they demand a lot more, like a lot more, mm-hmm. and so we're preparing for it all the time, and we act fast. We move fast, so we're getting better at that. Um, so, like, say um, we got a large project with Clayco, right? They're huge. They yeah. came in here and just took over the whole state. Yeah, yeah literally took over the whole state. Great GC, right? And so they the, they they want there's they require certain things that we weren't doing for other large companies, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, and it, and the team says, well, what do we do? Go get the stuff. Let's act fast. Let's move quick. You know, and then not only that is what whatever they require. Let's just add it right to our policy. Got it. Because I'm not going to do a one-off thing just for yeah, one do customer. Do it for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Raise the bar. We raised the bar. We did it a long time ago when we started working at the airport. We we added our umbrella, and we kept it. We raised the bar. You know, so all these things we say, okay, let's implement it. This is what they want. That means their, their competitors don't want the same. Somebody thing. else is going. They're to want, you know what I mean? Is that kind of what you did with Caesar too? Uh, say, Sir, go ahead. Is that with safety? Is did you kind of take that same attitude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we needed it. Um, we have a safety manual. Of course you did. Yeah, we know how to put on a harness, right? Yeah. But I said, well, look, we're we're running with the big boys. 
we need to act like the big boys. So we're going to pay to step up our game with safety. Yep. We hired the third-party safety rep, and he and we, we we're paying him to help us build our policy, with our, our safety policy uh, from scratch. We have one that's really generic. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, how can we be better at this? You know, and I don't – and one thing, guys, is like – I know what our competition's doing, and I don't care what they're doing. Right. I just want us to be better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's really why you have to. You really have to do it that way. You know, if you start worrying too much about others, you, you lose focus and lose sight of yourself, which is a, a huge thing. But what? what yeah, I, I was going to ask him your your favorite question. Sorry, I just whacked him and I hit his phone. And that was my pacemaker. <laughs> I think I think my, I think my knuckles are broken. <laughs> What have we not asked you that that you want to talk about, or that you would l- like to talk? You know, that you would like us to ask you. In other words, ask yourself that yeah. question. Man, you, now my wife's gonna laugh about this. I'm gonna what? give you. I'm gonna give you all the questions to ask me and make me look good. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Uh, um, no, I don't know. Like you know, it, it's business is challenging, right? Being successful, That's an understatement. yeah, right. And being good at it is hard. And we're always going to have people that we're going to hire that are going to fail us. They're going to fail us. Some are going to fail us. Well, first of all, I think you hit it on that. And not to take away your thunder, they fail themselves first, and then they fail us second. Yeah, yeah. And so, because usually they have some bad habit. Yeah. You know, yep. it's, it's the little things that creep in, right? Right. Um. So it's like, you know, to the viewers out there, it's. Don't be afraid of the unknown, right? Just do it. Just do it, right? Don't be afraid of the unknown because the fear is going to be there. Right. It's always going to be there, but it's what we do with the fear. Do we use it to fuel us, right? And every level, it's a different type of fear, right? Because we're, different, we're dealing with a different animal, right? You know, so at the level we're at right now, do we work with some small people? Yes, but we're also working with Clayco, with Skanska, mm-hmm. you know, W.E. O'Neill, you know, some large companies, um, and it's a different level, mm-hmm. right? The fear is there, but I say, okay, well, what do we have to do to, you know, to harness this fear? You know, so for people watching, it's like just because you're afraid doesn't mean it's over, right? Just because we make a mistake doesn't mean it's over. Well, I, I, yeah, again, and if I without patronizing you, I think one thing that's refreshing about working with you is you always ask questions, almost like in an unfiltered manner, which is kind of refreshing. Because I remember when I first met Chris, like, JJ, what does this mean? And, hey, you know, you never had a fear of asking the question. And I think that was refreshing. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be yeah. that way. Because all of us have that same fear, like you said. Yeah. Some of us just do a poor job of communicating it. And I think Chris does a wonderful job of that. Yeah. And then, like he said, there. if he does it, then his team sees it. And then they go, oh, well, if, if Chris isn't afraid to ask, well, then I shouldn't be either. Exactly. And I think if we did more of that in our industry, it'd probably be better than the, other than the fake it to make it that I think we see all the time. And then it gets us all in trouble. Yeah, well, so you start, you know, in the building industry, they start building stuff wrong. How many <laughs> yeah. times do you see it? I mean, we, and we're seeing it, the we're seeing it at a high level now. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm working with these GCs and, you know, some of their team members are really failing. It's like, man, you're building, you know, a $100 million project and you're struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to see their negative bill, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's about becoming better, you know. JJ, I think I told you, like, I my education is eighth grade, Right. I did get but my you have GD. An, but you have an MBA in life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, eighth grade. And it's like, 
um, when we started, you know, for years, people would call me Cholo, Vato. <laughs> they would call me all these things. I'm like, come on, man. Maybe I was that, right? Uh, but, like, leave me alone now, you know? Right. Um, let me do my thing, yeah. you know? And then as we've gotten better, um, you, you know, there's industries. Um, I don't want to say anything but the union has come after us, mm-hmm. right? Oh, sure. You know, and they say, you know, we're, we're stepping on their toes or we're taking some of their territory, right? And and it's a big territory. You know, I don't need to take anyone's territory. Right. No, it's a big world. Yeah, you know, and so we have those things that happen and people, you know, people get intimidated, you know, because of their lack of education, you know. So it's it goes back to us saying it, like, keep learning, keep growing, you know, yeah. what it is you want. Change, change is growth, and if you're not growing, you're dying. That's the truth. Yeah. So another, you, you know, another wrong. guy quote movie, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, good. Get good. busy living or get oh, busy dying. Man, you great know? movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. No, don't get us going on uh, movie oh, quotes. Oh, yeah. yeah I could. Yeah. Okay. Let's do another one then. Okay. I don't have one though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys do one. So the one that, the one that, uh, that I was just thinking about that jumped in my mind and, and the movie f- went away that fast. Alec Baldwin. Uh, his his famous sales speech. Oh man, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, you if you've never, you've got to go back. You've got to Google Alec where's, where's Baldwin. Our, where's our Google sales speech? Oh my goodness! All right, you... ABC always be closing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a great one. You'll have to do it later. I'll send it to you. It's worth it. Um, okay. Uh, anything else out of you? No, I just, Chris, can't thank you enough for oh, being on, goodness. being as humble as you are. Great discussion. The, you know, I dare say rags to riches story, you know, and the humility that you and your family have and how you've given back to not only community, but our industry. And, you know, that's what the whole Mac and Blue podcast is about is building Arizona. Yep. We just want to continue to grow our ecosystem and share stories and, you know, all these kind of cool things that we're, that's about our industry and how, how. And then bring it home to Arizona. So to have you on today as a guest was an honor, and just thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks much. Yeah, it's an honor. You know, it's cool. Um, whoever's following me, follow me. Like like my stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, how do people get in touch yeah. with you? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm mostly on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. We have Extreme Drywall Concepts on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook. But you're, you're on mostly LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn They can find you on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. You just look yeah. me up, Chris Estrada, Extreme Drywall Concepts. Um and we're just going to keep, you know, we're going to keep doing big things. You know, I'm going to keep growing. We're going to eventually we're going to open up a big, big learning center. I know it, you know, where we can teach people how to do business, mm-hmm. how to learn, how to become better. You know, I mean, we don't want to just, uh, you know, give them a handout. We want to lift them up. Sure. Teach, teach, teach them, them to fish, not, yeah. not give yeah. them one. Yep. Yeah, we want to teach people to become more and, and we can do it. With guys like you, you know, someone like me, we can teach them. And you know what? We're we're all like, you say we're humble, but we're all kind of not humble, right? We can all be arrogant and cocky, but we know how to work at it and say, okay, let's tone it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, let's work at being humble, because if we don't, we will be humbled. Yeah. Oh, that's that's definitely coming. <laughs> I think we all, everyone has. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for being yes, on. Yes, sir. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Mac and Blue Show, brought to you by Tory Contracting and Blue Wave General Contracting. Be sure to subscribe to the Mac and Blue podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
follow Robert Johnson and JJ Lewinsky on LinkedIn and Instagram. Tune in live every first and third Thursday at 3 p.m. as we continue to introduce you to the people building Arizona. Walt Disney said, you can dream, create, design, and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it requires people to make the dream a reality. Until next time, make it a great day.